are now listening to Late Hit Pro Football Radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Late Hit Pro Football Radio with Matt and Tyler. We're going to talk to you guys about some hot button issues and some signings that happened this week around the league. And then we are going to get back into our state of the franchise segment at the end of the show and cover the Las Vegas Raiders and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, our first topic of discussion to get into, the Colts have agreed to terms with former Eagles and Jaguars quarterback Gardner Minshew. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to plan on going with him as their starter. I mean, obviously, I think they're probably going to draft someone in the first round coming up here next month. Um, but he's a pretty solid backup for anybody, and I'm pretty sure they still have Nick Foles on their roster. Yeah, and he's definitely a good insurance policy in case that doesn't pan out the way they want to be uh, right. in the draft, as that is. Um so, yeah, I mean, he's not a bad quarterback, actually. Um, he was most known for Jacksonville. He was in Jacksonville for two years, and then Philly is a backup for two years. So, yeah, yeah, I guess he was a backup behind Trevor Lawrence, right? The first uh, yeah. 2020 Trevor yeah. Lawrence's rookie year. His rookie right? year, yeah. 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 So, he was... I mean, his QB record isn't anything good. It's, he's a. Uh, eight for 16 as a starter, but um, I mean, he's not bad. Uh, if you look at his numbers, he's not like the worst you've seen. So great insurance policy. I think he's a really good backup for a team. Uh, yeah. Probably one of the better backups in the league. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really do a fair too well this year in those two games that Jalen Hurts yeah. was out. I mean, we, we expected a lot more from him then, but I mean, he's still a pretty decent, pretty solid backup quarterback for any team that needed one. Um, and I think the Colts, uh, like you said, could use him as an insurance policy type. Um, I mean, I don't know if they'll necessarily start the guy that they're going to be drafting right away. They might let him sit behind Gardner for a couple games just to get the hang of things. So I think right. we're going to see Gardner maybe get some action early on at the beginning of the year. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think it's a good fit for him just to kind of fall into place and, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. not like, uh, like if they do draft a quarterback, um, they have to make it like an immediate decision on who's your starter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of good. It's not like having, uh, an Andy Dalton or somebody behind you where you're like, I'm just going to put the old vet in until the starter until our rookie is ready and you know what I mean yeah it's it's just you can kind of just play it by game and see how things go and he he's joining his uh former offensive coordinator from Philadelphia so I mean yeah already got I think a a little bit of an advantage over anybody that's that's coming in so uh I think he's gonna do well like I said I don't expect him to start the entire season but I expect to see a few games out of him before they let the rookie quarterbacks that they're most likely going to draft get in there I mean, if it's my opinion, I'm just going to uh, – if the draft goes the, their way that they uh, and they get exactly who they wanted, I'm just going to start my rookie. You, you kind of know what you already have in Minshew. You know, he's a good backup. I'm just all for – at this day and age, the days of sitting behind somebody is just – it's just not a thing. And what, what much you – I mean, he's a good backup, but what are you going to learn as a potential starter in a league that you yeah. don't already know sitting behind him? I mean, if he's not ready, I mean, they always have the option to go with Gardner. And like yeah. I said, Nick Foles is still on the roster, so who knows if 
they'll keep him or he'll get cut or whatnot. But I mean, I'm sure Nick Foles cuts coming soon. Yeah. You're not gonna, you know what I mean? You're not going to have those three yeah. guys. I, I expect it here soon too. So, okay. I don't know of any team that really runs three QBs. No, I mean, if anything, I, I think right now, well, they're trying to do that new rule change at the owners meeting coming up about being able to carry three quarterbacks, uh, active quarterbacks on game day. Cause I think right now you're only allowed to have two. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they'll always have one on practice squad, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think okay. Nick Foles is a practice squad guy. I think they'll probably just bring in someone else. They'll just cut him. Yeah. 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 They'll probably get an undrafted guy or something for the practice squad. Yeah. But anyways, Yep, and then, so last week we had reported that Darius Slay and the Eagles were cutting ties. Well, since we spoke to you guys last, they ended up agreeing to terms on a three-year, $42 million extension with $23 million of that guaranteed. So they're getting a pretty key uh, factor, key piece back from the secondary from last year. So this could be good for them, but like I said, they, they dismantled the rest of their team. So we'll see. They're paying him a lot of money. I mean, they didn't dismantle everybody, but yeah, they did lose like Hargrave and you know CJ Gardner Johnson and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was like uh, like ten o'clock at night or something stupid that he said you know, bye to the Eagles on Twitter, yeah. and then an hour later he said, "Well, I'm an Eagles," something like that. But yeah. it was a weird situation. That I guess they almost just kind of walked away from each other, and then somehow one side folded. I don't know if it was the Eagles that folded or what, but. They worked it out. Yeah, I don't know if they realized, hey, we're not going to have anybody coming back from our secondary. We might as well try and keep someone. And then they they decide to uh, sign him to a pretty big extension. I mean, that's a lot of money for a defensive back. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, like I said, he's he was one of the better parts of that secondary this past year. So, I mean – he definitely proved that he's worth uh, maybe not that much money, but he's worth a, an extension to them. So, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say that much, but he definitely uh, had a good first half of the season, and in my opinion, um, it just looked like he kind of started to be fit, either figured out or they had some frustration back there between them all. Even Bradbury was kind of struggling. So, yeah, you know, oh yeah, Bradbury, Gardner, Johnson. I mean. There was quite a few good players in that secondary, but I mean, he's the only one that Darius Slay is the only one that they kept. So mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see if he's worth the money. But I don't know. That's a little high of a price tag. Well, they signed Bradbury too. Oh yeah, you're right. Either did yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a too much of a high price tag for me for a cornerback. I don't know. I I don't really think that there's really any defensive back that I would give that kind of money to. Maybe Trayvon. It's supposed to be thirty, just a thirty-two years old. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe a younger guy like Diggs when his time comes up to get his contract. You know, that might be some money for him because he's one of the the better ones in the league. But not Darius Slay. Yeah, and they don't even get to show it because he doesn't even get thrown to. Now right. he will with Gilmore across from him. Yeah. I mean, you're Anthony Brown and uh, um, I can't even think. Deron Bland and you know rookies and stuff over there. So you know, I mean, why would you throw towards Trayvon Diggs? You know, right? I mean? so, yeah. Uh, and actually, Darius Soleil wasn't even. I seen some report of he was one of the lower percentages that he was thrown at as well. So it's kind of a shocker. But I guess people would rather pick on 
Bradbury and such. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Darius Slay, like I said, he's uh, he was pretty good in Detroit, and you know he carried yeah, that he over, carried that over to Philly. So I mean, if he's on the field, you know you're probably more likely than not, you know, not going to throw it in his direction. So which probably made the other the other guys on that team look somewhat better. You know, they were able to get some pass deflections and stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, this is a little bit too much money for me for a cornerback, but hopefully it works out for him. Yeah. Okay, so the Patriots have agreed to terms with uh, former Dolphins tight end Mike Gusecki on a one-year deal that could be worth up to $9 million. Um, I think he's probably one of the better tight ends in the league, and other than Dalton Schultz, he was one of the the hottest you know, tight ends in free agency this year, so I think they did a good job signing him. Yeah, and I feel like Miami always like underused, you know what I mean, didn't utilize him correctly. I feel like you know, watching him come out of college, it's like he was he was a real big threat in college. He played for yeah. Penn State, and uh, he's he, I mean, let's see how tall he is. He's six six, two forty seven. He is yeah. massive, dude. He's a big dude, and he was he looked huge in college, and he still looks big in the big leagues. And I just feel like he wasn't utilized correctly. I mean, his best season seven hundred eighty yards, which was last year, not twenty twenty two, but. Uh, I mean, that's not bad for a tight end. That's pretty no. good for a tight end. But uh, I just feel like he'd be a huge red zone threat, and they just don't. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like he should be a 10, 10 touchdown tight end. Yeah, I mean, he's he just is not. He is one of the better tight ends in the league. But yeah. you know, especially this year, after signing Tyreek Hill, and then you oh, have, yeah, you have Waddle on your team also. So I mean, there's some big name targets for Tua and you know whoever else is playing to throw to. So maybe that's why his progression went down a little bit. But you know that other than the Patriots signing Juju, um, you know they really don't have any other players on the team to really pass the ball to. So he might get some more attention this year uh, from Mac Jones. I mean, if they're smart, they're going to utilize him like Gronk. And oh yeah, gonna, and you know that's they, what Belichick's going to do. I know exactly yeah, you know, what he's going to do. He's going to bully people at the red zone, and that's that's what he needs to be utilized as. And he's he's I, I think he's going to have a really good season. He's going to be an easy check down for for uh, Mac yeah. Mac Jones. So I think it's I think it's a great fit for him, and I think it's a huge help for Mac Jones because he's not very uh, a downfield kind of guy. So. No, yeah, and we'll see. Like it's, uh, like we said, Belichick, he he knows how to utilize his tight ends. Uh, I mean, we've seen it from Gronk over the years. Uh, and I hate to say it, but Aaron Hernandez, he was pretty good when he was uh, yeah. playing for New England. So, I mean, Bill Belichick definitely knows what he's doing with some tight ends. All right. Do you, uh, do you like Mac Jones in that offense, or you just think they could have uh, done better with their pick? I mean, his rookie year when they went to the playoffs, yeah. I thought maybe there was a spark there where he was going to, you know, step in and be the quarterback for this team. But then again, uh, last year didn't really show that again. So it's it's kind of hard to say when he has one good year and then last year he had an off year. Uh, I mean, right. he he missed a couple games due to injury too. So I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's difficult to gauge that based on one good year and one bad year. I mean, I I think if I'm Belichick. Uh, I'd give him this year yet, or, you know, maybe even six, eight games into this season to see if he's what he's got. And if not, you know, I mean, the the Bailey Zappi, he came in and showed he could lead the team too. I mean, so 
We'll see. I mean, I'm that, not. I feel like that was the problem. Like Zappy came in and led the team, and then that puts so much pressure on you as a as a young guy. You know, what I mean, yeah. your second year in the league, and you're just like watching this other guy light it up as you're injured. You know, that's like Zach Wilson and and at the Jets. It's just yeah. like it just creates a bad locker room between young guys, and I, I feel like that's where. It went, and I think this year Zappy still Zappy went somewhere, didn't he? Or is he still there? No, he's still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Zappy started to kind of stink it up. So then, you know, yeah. they, they brought him back, and that was kind of good. But yeah, hopefully, they figure it out. And they got some help. Juju. I don't know if Juju. He's a really fast receiver, but I don't know if he's really a good fit for that offense. I mean, the more I thought about it, it's like. I don't know. He's a good downfield threat, I guess, but I just don't see Mac Jones as a guy that likes to get the ball downfield. I mean, he's more of like a, you know, like a, I mean, I hate to say it, but like a Tom Brady, he just kind of maneuvers. He's stiff in the pocket and he kind of just maneuvers around the line of scrimmage within 10 yards. You know what I mean? That's that's the targets he needs, but I guess Belichick will figure it out. Yeah. I mean, their uh, situation with, you know, Juju and now Gusecki and it's definitely better than what they had last year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, their best receiver last year was Jacoby Myers. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, he definitely went out, they went out and got Mac Jones some targets. So he, you know, this is the year for him to prove whether or not he can be the guy in new England. And if not, I think you kind of have to move on from him. You know, I, I heard rumors about, and I don't know how true this is, but I heard rumors that, Belichick might even try to go after Lamar. Um, Ugh, would never fit in his offense. Though. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I wouldn't put it outside the realm of possibilities where he takes another quarterback, you know, mid round in in the draft. Uh, and, you know, because I don't, from what I've heard, they're not completely sold on Mac Jones yet. So yeah, you don't blame him. I mean, how can no. you be sold? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be sold on anybody in their second year. To be honest, it's like the same debate we have with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I mean, uh, like we've seen Jay Burns in his third year, but we've seen a bad year and we've seen a good year. You know what I mean? I like yeah. to see more than out of my out of quarterback before make my mind up. It's a business. Yeah. yeah, unless you know you have a pretty consistent rookie year, and then you follow it up with another pretty consistent you know sophomore season. Uh, you know, third year is really you, your song and dance there. That's where really where you're going to prove if you're worth it or not. So, I mean. Like I said, I don't know that if Mac Jones is worth it or not, but this is definitely his year to prove it. Yeah. Okay, so the Texans and left tackle Laramie Tunsil have agreed to terms on a three-year, $75 million contract extension with $50 million of that guaranteed, making him the highest-paid offensive tackle in NFL history. So he pretty much reset the market on this deal. Um, That's the twi- second time he's done yeah, that. Yeah, second time, yeah, because three years ago he did it uh, three years. Yeah. I think it was 60-some million, making <laughs> him the highest paid, so he did it twice. And he also did it without an agent. Yeah. That, that's, that's all him. Great. That shows yeah. you how good you are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely top three left tackles in the league right now. Um, so he yeah, he's definitely worth the money. Uh, I agree with this extension. Um, so I think, you know, in three years from now, we'll probably see him reset that again. Yeah. And I mean, he's your left tackle. So for all but one quarterback in the league, um, Tua. 
So right-handed quarterback, obviously that's your blind side. So that's going to be your most valuable position, in my opinion, um, yeah. for the offensive line. Um, so they're always going to set the market the, as far as the line goes. Um, that's going to be your most expensive player. Some teams also pay their right tackle pretty pretty crazy as well. But uh, I've seen a stat said he's one of two tackles in the NFL to allow fewer than two sacks since 2021. Pretty good. Two sacks, dude. It's pretty, especially now. You know, nowadays where we're seeing defensive ends, how quick and fast and powerful they are coming off the edge. You know, to be able to not, uh, you know, have that have sacks or anything like that. That's it's pretty impressive. It you is, know, yeah. And they're they're probably going to draft, you know, potentially their franchise quarterback in the first round next month. So you know, locking down a, a left tackle for him is definitely. You know, on the was on the agenda, and they they got that aspect down. So, hats off to them. I mean, they're definitely building a team there with D'Amico Ryan's in Houston. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. Um, we'll see who they who they draft though. That's going to be. So I've heard so many. Yeah, I've heard so many different yeah. things. Uh, you know, I've even heard now Anthony Richardson might be the first quarterback off the board. Yeah. But I, so I mean, it's all up in the air right now. But we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, I mean, they don't. It's all mocks and stuff, and you know what I mean. It, when, yeah. Once a team has an eyes, their eyes on somebody, like uh, even if it doesn't really make sense. Like I just seen Eagles uh, had Bijan Robinson visit there. Did you see that? Yeah, that was the first people, first team I've seen him visit. I could be wrong about that, but. Like that yeah. wouldn't make sense to me at all to waste your pick on that. You mean, yeah, yeah. You have three quarterback running backs under contract, and then your quarterback is a, you know, you know, priority, uh, run first kind of quarterback. So, but yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like uh, Daniel Jones and jo- at the Giants, they had choice to go elsewhere instead of J- Daniel Jones, um, and they sat back and waited for Jones. So, I mean, it's just. It's just weird. There's always something weird that happens every year. Yeah, and I think the draft now is more exciting because, you know, before, like, especially uh, the one that I can remember is, like, when the Raiders took to Marcus Russell. Right. Like, you knew that's who they were picking. They pretty much made it known that's who they were going to take. Um, and nowadays, like, they don't allow, you know, the cameras to be on the players when the phone calls are made inside the lot. green room. Well, because it takes it away. It's so exciting to know, you know, when you hear the name get called, but when you see a player on this on their cell phone, you know, a minute before the pick gets called, you know, you know that's who they're taking. I liked it just to see the reaction and everything. I like to see reactions. So, yeah, I mean, I do too. But you know, I, I, I thought that was cool. I don't know. I would rather be, you know, surprised when the commissioner calls their their name. No, please, it's like one more second, and then they call the name. It's exciting. It's exciting to see their reaction. That's just their whole life just literally okay, so changed. Okay, show the reaction after the pick is called. They just went from nothing to everything, and that's. Yeah. I think I'd have a heart attack. I don't know what I would do. I, I mean, I obviously just, you're there. You're there. Yeah. You're already kind of, you know, you're already kind of expecting it. Especially if you're a first round pick, you're already kind of expecting yeah. it. So, yeah, maybe some guys are crying because they're going to a team that they don't want to go to. Yeah, it's not always good to go first overall. Yeah. We've seen that with the Browns and other teams oh, yeah. for how long? The Browns definitely. <laughs> They're ruined a lot of careers. 
Yeah, they're never going to figure things out. No, they ruined a lot of careers. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. If, if you're a quarterback and you get taken in the first round by the Browns, you can call it a career. <laughs> there's the uh, there's no first round quarterback the Browns have taken that has ever had a decent career because <laughs> they destroy them. Bad yep. organizations destroy yep. players. Yes, sir. Okay, so the Panthers have agreed to terms with Vikings former Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen on a three year deal. Um, I, I really love this uh, this signing here. Uh, Adam Thielen was probably one of my favorite wide receivers in the in free agency this year. Um, I think he's going to have a lot to offer this team, especially um, you know with whatever quarterback they decide to take. Uh, I think he could, he's probably going to be a pretty good, solid number one receiver there, if not number two. Yeah, I mean he's thirty two years old and he still looks like he has some juice left in him. He was just yeah. uh, sit, sitting behind one of the better running uh wide receivers in the league, so that's why his production dropped in a yeah. way. But uh yeah, I mean he doesn't seem like let's see what he um let's see, he played all yeah, he played all seventeen games last year. Uh he had seven hundred and sixteen yards, that's not bad for being behind what's his name. And uh Six touchdowns. Yeah, he had a pretty good season. So, cash percentage, 65%. He's still, you know, one of the better. Yeah, I I'd think. Say, I'd say two now. Wide yeah. receiver twos in the league now. I mean, he was one of the better kind of ones. He was kind of reminded me of like a like a Kittle or somebody, like a tight end. Yeah. It's weird that he's not a tight end, but. <laughs> he, he reminds me of like a, maybe a slightly taller Wes Welker or somebody like that. I mean, slightly taller. Yeah, he's Wes Walker was short. I think Wes Walker was like five six, five seven. That's what I mean. Yeah, and what's he's six two. Oh, is so he he's slightly? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know he was that tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's all right, slightly so, taller. All right, so he's like a, a, yeah. all right. So he reminds me of a foot taller Wes Walker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I really I think he's got uh, you know a lot of gas left in the tank. I think he can you know offer the Panthers a lot. Um, so I really like this signing, uh, you know, and I, I really hope he does well there. Uh, I've always liked Adam Thielen, you know, he's kind of one of those Cinderella stories, uh, where, you know, he wasn't really highly recruited coming out of college or, or out of high school. Uh, he got drafted late or actually, I don't think he got drafted at all. He might've been undrafted, but he signed, signed with the Vikings and then kind of became overnight success story there. So, I mean, I, I really like the signing and, uh, you know, hope Adam Thielen does really well with them. Yeah, he was, uh, actually, I don't know. I don't see it. Pretty sure he but, was undrafted. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he's pretty good. He had a good career in Minnesota and I'm sure he's glad to get away from Kirk for a while. So, <laughs> I mean, it all depends. It all depends yeah. who, they, who they draft and what their quarterback situation is coming into this year. He might be begging for Kirk Cousins back. Yeah, I mean, he's been in the league since 2014, so it's just, yeah. it's uh, eight years. So yeah, I kind of wish it's just time to move on. Yeah, kind of wish he would have signed with like a Super Bowl contender and maybe you know got a chance of getting a ring before he retires. But you know, uh, he might like Dallas. <laughs> That's a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> I really uh, thought Dallas was going to go after him because you know how cheap they are. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he would have been a pretty good fit for a number two behind C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Yeah, well, you guys, we'll 
talk about who you guys just picked up here in a little bit, but yeah, Adam Thielen would be uh, yeah. How much they paid for him? Oh, you don't have one. How much they paid for him? I don't know. I don't think the details of the contract came out yet. Okay. Uh, Okay. So the Lions have agreed to terms with former Eagles safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson on a one-year, $8 million deal. So Detroit's going out there and getting people too. I mean, it's probably going to be one of the better defenses we're going to see this coming year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see them. You know, we both like them, and yeah. they're, they're stacking it up. Like, surprisingly, Panthers are too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He's pretty – He's pretty decent. He had a good season overall for the Eagles. Um, I seen one thing. He's all five of CJ Gardner's league uh, league leading interceptions. So he had five interceptions last last year. Is that is that true? I think so. Yeah, that's pretty good for yeah. a team that's. Uh, I mean, they're, they're stacked overall, and they had a really good front. But I think overall he was uh, pretty good. Um, I yeah. What was the dollar amount on that? Eight million for what? For one, one year, year, one year, eight million. Yeah, so you, it's kind of, kind of a prove me contract. Uh, you know, do you think that's a lot for him? Uh, eight million dollars for a year? No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I, I, I don't think you could have got anyone really yeah, better for that dollar he was, amount. He was probably one of the most you know coveted safeties in the free agency. So. I don't know. I mean, I think they kind of got a bargain deal there for him, um, you know. And it's not—it's not like they locked into a long-term contract with any guaranteed money. So if it turns out that you know, after twenty twenty-three season, you know, it didn't work out, they can cut ties with with the you know, no overhead, no you know, they don't have to pay him anything, no guaranteed money. So uh, I think this is a great deal for both sides because you know, like I said, Detroit can get out of it after this year if they want to, and you know, he kind of has to prove it that he's worth it next year to maybe re-sign with them or sign him big term with another team. Yeah. And kind of a shocker because he's so young. He's. Yeah, he is young. Is he 25? Yeah. I'm trying to find it. He, I think he's 25. He, yeah, 25. Yeah, he's with so the Saints. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. He was with the Saints for a couple of years and then like <clears> the, <throat> last year with Philadelphia. So, I mean, he's kind yeah. of moving around the league a bit, but, you know, he hopefully he found himself a home there in Detroit. Yeah, I think they picked him up off the last year of his rookie contract, right? Yeah. That's what I'm assuming, yeah. Yep. He actually had six interceptions last year, so. That's oh. uh, actually pretty good for a safety. That you, is really good, yeah. You consider, because, you know, they're not really playing too much man coverage with any receivers. They're more yep. of a zone coverage type thing. So, you know, you hear maybe, you know, a lot of cornerbacks actually have more interceptions. But six is a pretty decent number for a safety. Yeah. He started uh, 12 games out of the 17, so I'm not sure if he had missed them to injury or uh, prob- just rotation. Probably, or- yeah, he probably played but in yeah. most of those games but didn't start. Yeah. Well. All right. We'll so the, tech- the Texans have signed uh, former Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz. Uh, they agreed to a one-year deal worth up to $9 million for Dalton. Um, I think he was probably the best tight end in this free agency class. Uh, I think the the Texans got pretty good value, and I think they got a bargain for him too. Because I, I believe I heard that the Cowboys offered him a contract. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard it was like three years, thirty some million. Yeah, 
36, I think it was, or something. Yeah. So, so he, he kind of got it. screwed. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, turned. I guess he declined and took and betted on himself, and then he kind of, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you said, he got screwed. But yeah, he lost out three million dollars a year. I think he wanted out of there in a way because he knew he wasn't going to be like a full time starter. I mean, they j- just drafted Ferguson and uh, Hendershot last year. Yeah. So it was just kind of like he wants to go somewhere where he knows he's going to be the starter. And uh, I think, obviously, he will be the starter at Texans. So, you know, that's just going to imply he's going to get more catches and more targets and all. So, obviously, his contract should be better going forward. But, yeah, I mean, he had uh, a little bit less of a reduction this year. He had five, a little less than 600 yards and then 21 he uh, was really used um, often. He uh, was eight hundred, little over eight hundred yards. So he's a big uh, red zone guy. He had eight touchdowns last year and five touchdowns this year. So if if he's definitely your like your number one, like who does Texans have? They had just gotten rid of. Cubs. I mean, they they so, yeah they really don't have. Anyone. So he's probably going to be their big red zone target. Yeah. And he knows how to find open space, so I think he's going to be a good addition to them. And he probably picked, you know, where he's going to go and to start, and that's that's good for him and good for the team. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have any other significant wide receivers or tight ends on the team right now. I mean, they just got rid of Brandon Cooks, who was you know one of their better receivers. So I think Dalton Schultz is probably going to be a big target this year for whoever they decide to draft. That's what I mean. That's that was a good move on his part. I mean, people might not think so because Texans are a dumpster fire. But if yeah. you're just looking at a uh, looking out for yourself, which you should be for the most part, because it's a business and the teams look out for themselves. Yeah, I think it was a great move on his part, and yeah, I think I mean, it was a mutual decision, just to kind of like part ways. I mean, they Dallas Cowboys kind of made their it known in a way that you know Schultz isn't a good pass protect blocker at all really he's not very good at all with that that's one of his biggest downfalls so to me he was never going to get huge huge money regardless so we'll see maybe he uh he'll work he he was working better with the the rookies with uh pass protection but we'll see maybe he'll get better at it yeah i i think he's gonna have a slightly higher production like i said because i agree their wide receiver tight end situation so we'll see uh, maybe he gets a big contract next offseason after after this year. We'll see. Same situation as Mike Gusecki. It's going to be huge for a young quarterback to have a nice check down. That's yeah. usually always open. Yeah, I agree. All right. Speaking of the Cowboys, they have agreed to terms with former Chiefs and Bucks running back Ronald Jones. He's most, more than likely than not going to be the number two behind Tony Pollard. So I think this is a good addition. I think, you know, Ronald Jones, he had uh, – you know his best year was a couple of years ago with the Bucks uh, when he ran for over 970 yards. So, yeah, I mean this is a good number two for them. I think it's going to be a good one-two punch with Pollard and Jones. Yeah, and he's going to be more. Am I wrong about this? He's going to be. Well, no, he is. I uh, he is only he's a light guy. Never mind. I take that back. Yeah. So he's not going to really be replacing Zeke as a, a fullback type. So. No. I, you know, I still wouldn't be shocked that they do sign Zeke as a fullback on a real low uh, salary, maybe a you know two to three million deal. 
he yeah. left, but I'm serious. I, I, I think they will before the season starts because I don't see him finding another offer somewhere. So, yeah. um, you'll probably, which he won't be a factor in between that one, two punch that you're saying he's yeah. mainly like goal line, you know, so-and-so, but yeah, I think he was hurt most of the season last year at Kansas city. Right. Uh, Jones. Yeah. He didn't yeah. really play too much. Uh, like I said, his most productive year was the year before that, uh, uh, when he was playing with the Bucks, he like I said, he had 978 yards on the ground that year, I think. So yeah. I mean, he, when he's healthy, when he's given the opportunity, he can definitely be productive. Uh, but, you know, Tony Pollard's definitely going to be the, the number one there. So, you know, Ronald Jones is going to have to take a back seat, but I think he'll, he'll be a nice compliment to Tony Pollard. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they even – like I like the signing, but I'm surprised that they had done it just because – they have uh, another running back, which you're probably not even familiar with. This is Malik Davis. So they just he was a rookie last year, and yeah. he's a lot like Tony Pollard. But uh, yeah, that's that's why I'm shocked that you know he had a couple touches after Zeke was kind of going downhill. So and he did well. So it's kind of a surprise, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I like Ronald Jones, and I think he's going to do really well with this team. All right, so the Dolphins have officially exercised Tua Tungavailoa's fifth-year option. Uh, you know, see their quarterback of the future. I know you don't really care for Tua too much, but I'm on the Tua train here. No, no, I, I not that I don't care for him. I like him, and uh, it's a shame what had happened to him last season with all the yeah. concussions and shit. That was kind of both sides of the story. They all they all went around, uh, about it wrong. Yeah, I mean, he did, they did, you know. You can point all the fingers you want, but everybody kind of went about it wrong. <clears throat> so, anyways, on my stance on Tua, I think the fifth-year option thing was a good de- uh, good pickup. I think, you know, let him prove himself this year. Um, I don't know what the dollar amount on that is, but uh, I'm sure it's better than what your options are right now because they weren't a terrible team last year. So, where are they on the draft? They're, what, in the middle? Yeah. They, they made the playoffs, so they're probably going yeah. like low 20s or something like that. So you're not getting anything for that unless right. you somehow move up. But, right. you know, and quarterback free agents, I mean, who's really out there? You know, you're going to go get yeah. Carson Wentz. So it was really <laughs> their only option uh, unless they would have got on the Derek Carr thing, but they probably have as much faith in him as I do. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I think it was their best option, and you get to see what you're – your quarterback got, and if he's the future, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he, you know, had he not been, you know, concussed two or three times this year, I think he would have been, you know, him, especially with Tyreek Hill and, uh, you know, the rest of that team there, I think they probably would have maybe won that game against Buffalo in the playoffs with two as their quarterback. So, I mean, I don't necessarily – see them being a Super Bowl contender this year, but I think they're definitely going to be a, a, a playoff team again, and I think you know, Tua, like you said, is their best option right now. Um, but, you know, like we discussed earlier, we'll give him another year. Um, you see what he can do. Hopefully he stays fully healthy next year and plays all 17 games so we can see you know what a, what a full season 17 game Tua looks like. Yeah, that would be cool to see. Yeah, yeah it sure would be. All right, so longtime Patriots linebacker Dante Hightower announced his retirement from the NFL. He ends his career with 569 total tackles 
and 27 total sacks, and then he won three Super Bowls with the Patriots over his career. Um, and I, so the the thing that we people don't really discuss too much uh, because of it was overshadowed by obviously Tom Brady being there, but you know New England's defense has been pretty solid for quite some time, you know, and. And especially in the playoffs. Yeah, especially in the playoffs. And, you know, one of their more clutch players was Dante Hightower. You know, and, you know, like I said, we don't really talk about too many Patriots defensive players because, you know, Tom Brady being there for 20 years, you know, he was the main focal point. People talked about him a lot. So, I mean, you know, Patriots defensive players don't really get that much love. Yeah. Yeah, he had that, uh, that big play. Uh, I don't know if it was a sack fumble or uh, on, a, uh, on Matt Ryan. In yeah. the Super Bowl, and then yep. he had that uh, was it beast mode tackle? Yeah, yep. yeah, in the Super Bowl, I had just seen a just seen a Twitter account would post all that stuff, and just just remembering how clutch he was, it's it's pretty incredible what he's done and how long he's been in the league. You know, uh, I think New England Patriots are going to miss him pretty much, though. Yeah, you know he I mean? definitely will definitely will be missed. Like I said, he was a pretty big key piece of that defense for, you know, the, I think it was 10 or 11 years that he played there. So 11. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I think they're, they're definitely going to miss him and they're definitely going to have to find someone to fill that position. Yeah, I guess so. I have to try to draft his replacement. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, sticking with the Patriots there, um, you know, they reached an extension with defensive back Jalen Mills, uh, he's staying with them on a revised one-year deal that could be worth up to six point one million dollars. So, I mean, he was did pretty well for them last year. I mean, he's uh, a pretty good defensive back in the league. Uh, and you know, as we keep saying, Bill Belichick, he's he's a defensive-minded head coach, so he knows good defensive players when he sees them. Hey, here's something I've seen that's interesting: uh, 2012 draft class, Luke Kuechly. Dante Hightower, Bobby Wagner, Demario Davis, Levante David. Hmm. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty decent draft class there. Inside linebackers. Yeah, yeah that's pretty insane. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good class there for linebackers. One of That's one of the best dra- uh, linebacker classes ever. That's oh, yeah, pretty insane. Yeah. yeah, all those players are pretty good. And Dante Hightower, yeah. you know, other than Luke Keekley, I think, and maybe Bobby Wagner, but Dante Hightower is probably, you know, one of the better linebackers in that draft class. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah he's pretty good, and the, and the Patriots are going to miss him. Yeah. All right, so the Jets have agreed to terms on a one-year deal worth up to $6.5 million with uh, former Chiefs wide receiver Mecole Hardman. <laughs> I know you love Mecole Hardman. Yeah, I know you love the way I pronounce that. Nobody uh, pronounces it that way besides you. I've heard many people pronounce it that way. But he's, yeah. uh, you know, the the Jets keep making moves in the assumption that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers, and I haven't heard anything. <laughs> I haven't heard anything on that yet. It's still up in the air. Another Aaron Rodgers guy. Uh, I mean, it's, you have to say it's, I mean, Dan Rodgers is a dickhead, though, so he yeah. could just back out anytime he wants, and the Jets are stuck with all yeah. Aaron Rodgers' past wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, shit. But uh, I could see him doing that, so I can't even. I was going to say it's, it has to be set in stone pretty much, but yeah, you're right. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's unpredictable. Yeah, but this is a good, <laughs> a good pickup for them, uh, picking up Hardman. I mean, he 
did pretty decent, and he played with the best quarterback in the league last year, Patrick. That's Mahomes. what I was just going to say. He was so, with the best quarterback in the league. I'm not a huge fan of me, Cole Hardman, but <laughs> he's a decent like uh, wide receiver three. Yeah, I mean they've they're they're going to be stacked at wide receiver this year. Like I said, they got the offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. Uh, they got McCall Hardman now. Um, they got Lazard that they just signed. So, I mean, they're going to have a pretty good receiving core coming into 2023 season. So if the deal with Rodgers does ever finally get done, I mean. <laughs> Is it going to be knows? before the training camp? Yeah. Uh, hopefully sometime soon so he can get to work with these wide receivers. I mean, he's already got a relationship with Lazard, but, I mean, he's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I don't know. What's but uh, um, I think it'll, it'll be soon. I mean, he has to. He's just dramatic and has to drag everything out. Well, from what I understand, it's the Packers that are holding it up. They're asking for, I guess, more than what they originally I guess wanted. they want two first rounds now. Yeah. Because they're trying I, to give it to him. Yeah. And then I just saw on uh, Colin Coward said this morning that he heard that the Panthers were in the mix now for Aaron Rodgers. Wouldn't that be something? That would how, how pissed as a Jets fan? How pissed would you be? They're signing all these receivers. And I think setting, it'd be funny. It would be funny, but you know, <laughs> as a Jets fan, I would be so pissed because they're basically setting everything up for Rodgers to come in there, and the Packers are going to do a complete one eighty and say, "Ah, we traded him to the Panthers." You know, damn right that uh, he told them he's going there. I mean, yeah, we're ninety nine percent sure because look at all these guys that they're bringing there. You know what I mean? Watch, they're going to bring freaking, uh, what's his name? Slot Cobb. receiver. Cobb in, yeah. Uh, next, and then you're going to you're gonna still hear, yeah, I didn't tell them anything. Oh, bullshit. Where's it, where's <laughs> yeah. the, where are they getting all these guys from? Where are they getting these suggestions yeah. from? From his wish list. Yeah, his wish yeah. list. I never gave him a wish list. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's such a bullshitter. I know. Yeah, he's. I mean, what? Really, at that age, though, if you're gonna, you're 39 years old. You've been in the league for. This will be his 19th year. If you're gonna yeah. be traveling and getting traded to a team, you know, on the other side of the country, you know, I would kind of want some things set up too, though. You know, especially yeah. since, especially since they've already made it known that they're well on board and they'll pretty much give anything up for the guy. They just need to get it over. I think it's just they're gonna crumble soon and just give Packers whatever they want. They have no choice. Yeah. They've, you know they've, I mean? Like I said, they they pretty much have their backs against the wall. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they said two first rounds. So I mean, yeah. whatever. Just give them this yeah, year's just, and next year's, and just be done with it. Yeah, just give them up. I mean, uh, speaking of the Jets, you know, they after they signed Hardman, they traded uh, wide receiver Elijah Moore and a number and the number seventy four overall pick uh, to the Browns in exchange for the number seventy two overall pick. So I mean. They moved up two spots in the second round. And get, kind of weird. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't understand that one. Yeah, they just all they did was move up two spots and lost their receiver. So, yeah. uh, so they they got a little bit better of a, a draft position, but I mean they got rid of one of their better receivers. When they do that, it's almost like these teams all kind of haven't figured out who they're getting. You know what I mean? Well, up until. I, I think it was because Elijah Moore, you know, after everything going on with the receivers they're signing and stuff like that, he pretty much told the Jets that he wanted out of there. So, I mean, and I, like I said, they signed Lazard. They got Hardman now. You know, they have Garrett Wilson. You know, so they have 
pretty solid receiver, so I don't really think that they were worried about. <laughs> but you traded seventy four for seventy two. I, I, I guess, just don't understand that. I don't really think that they were worried about getting too much compensation for him because of what they have in their receiving room already. I want to know how that conversation. Well, we'd like a pick as well. Yeah. well I'll give you seventy four. Yeah, but we have seventy two. It's just, it's just fucking yeah, weird. It is weird, I don't know. and we've seen shit like that before too. It's just, just awkward. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think. Well, I don't know. I don't know. How I would have given up a, a, you know, two spots just to get rid of one of my receivers. But who knows? Well, it, what's his contract? More is the contract. Like that's probably what it was about. Or more he's, so money. I don't think he's making. You know, he's not the highest paid receiver in the league or anything. So I don't really think. Yeah, but with all. Aaron Rodgers' buddies coming over. You got to make space for somebody. Yeah, yeah. They may have had to make space for Lazard and uh, <laughs> Hardman. So get rid of Elijah Moore, I guess. Who's your uh, your one on that team? Garrett Wilson. Right. Garrett Wilson. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lazard. I just uh, they tried to make him wanted Green Bay, and it just yeah. didn't look right. Lazard's not a number one for me. I don't care yeah. what team he's on. Seems uh, like that Dob. The Dobbs rookie kind of took his spotlight towards the end of the season. Dobbs and, you know, Christian Watson, he was probably. Watson. Yeah, Watson yeah. was, you know, on fire pretty much, except for, you know, a few costly drops he had. He was a pretty good receiver. Yeah, I thought uh, that was it for him after Rodgers gave him that look. Yeah. On those, <laughs> those drops. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Roger Goodell. And the NFL owners are expected to finalize a multi-year contract extension for the commissioner at next week's owner meeting in Phoenix. Um, they discussed a three-year extension, according to some sources, but no length is has been agreed to yet. Do you agree with extending Roger Goodell? I mean, you know, I fucking hate this guy. I don't like him at all as a commissioner. I'm probably going to be the odd man in on this one, and I, I, I. I understand where you're coming from, and I was like that for a long time. But you know, recently he hasn't really been much of an issue with a lot of a lot of concerns. Yeah, you know I mean, he seems. I don't know. I just feel like whoever you're going to put there, you're always going to not like it because they're in charge of you know the no fun league, and you know they just yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like today's world, it's it has it. Everything's so sensitive and pussyfooting around and stuff. It's always going to be the no fun league. You know what yeah. I mean? They can't have all these. I don't know. It's, you, you know what I'm getting at? It's just yeah. like no matter who you, go, you, you put in there, there's always going to be a problem. I, I understand what you're saying. You know, no matter what decision he makes, he's going to piss someone off. It's um, a lose-lose situation yeah. in his, his job. I just, I'm just looking at, you know, past transgressions. You know, the whole four-game suspension for Brady for the Gate thing. Uh, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson situation, how that unfolded, uh, you know, the suspension of Calvin Ridley, you know, for a whole year, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I think they're just extending him because they, you know, who else are you going to put in there? They don't really have time to to come up and find a new commissioner. So I think they're just throwing an extension at him for three years. I mean, I don't even remember who was before him, to be honest. I have no uh, idea. It was, Pete Rozelle. Oh, okay, that does sound familiar. Okay, yeah. That was, I don't even. How long was? I think Goodell took over. Oh six, oh seven ish. Oh yeah, I definitely would remember that. Yeah, but yeah, he's been in the commission now for quite some time. So 
I think it's maybe time to, to change the guard there. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. It's just too much with uh, everything. They have enough going on right now between TV contracts and, I, sal- you know, I know every year they have the salary increases and there are cap increases and everything, but there's just so much stuff going on yet. So I just didn't think that was top priority on their list. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. I mean, ex- extending the commissioner's contract probably wouldn't be top priority on my list either. So, yeah. Uh, We'll see. We're finding another commissioner. Yeah, we're finding another. I don't even know how that process goes. How do you sign up for that? Is it on Indeed? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna apply myself if it is. (laughs) Wonder how many applicants they get. (laughs) Probably probably millions. Like, who was he before? Do you know? Like, Uh, I'm sure he was. He's not just some random guy they found on the street. I'm sure he was (laughs) in some in the NFL in, in some form or capacity, but. You applied through Monster, and they yeah. interviewed him. <laughs> <laughs> Got a notification from Indeed. The NFL's interested in setting up an interview. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so the Cowboys acquire Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks for a 2023 fifth-round pick and a 2024 sixth-round pick. So they, in my opinion, they stole this guy from the Texans. Yeah, and they, you know, him... The Texans and Cook did they had a sour relationship after last year? You know, oh yeah, he wanted the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys tried to get him last year, and they they wanted a first, and Cowboys said nah. It was before the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. He was pretty pissed off that they the Texans didn't trade him after when the trade deadline hit. He was yeah, really then they sat him for a while, didn't they? Yeah, because he didn't want to play. Yeah, he wanted he wanted out of there. Yeah, I mean he's a really good. I don't know why people are bashing him so much. He's he's super underrated receiver in the league. Uh, I'm not just talking about because he's a Cowboys now, but I mean he has six 1,000 yard seasons. He has yeah. more 1,000 yard seasons than like De- DeAndre Hopkins and all of them. So he's he's pretty far up there. And you know who is he as a quarterback? Really, he's been yeah. all over the place. He's been on like five different teams. Yeah, he's so. been with the Saints, the Rams, the Patriots. Yeah, uh, Texans now Cowboys. I mean, yeah, he's been all over the place. So I mean, he's going to be a great addition. I'm excited about it. Yeah, uh, I think he will be a great addition too. Who's going to be pretty good with uh, CD Lamb and uh, Michael Gallup. You know, so I think they're going to you know, have a, a pretty good receiving core coming into this year. Yeah, and the biggest thing is now you can put CD where you want him. You can put CD in the slot. He's a real shifty guy. You can move him to the outside. You know, so you can, CD can pretty much go anywhere. You can run reverses. And now that you, you don't have Zeke going out to catch, and they'll probably won't have Tony. I, maybe they will have Tony Pollard going out uh, wide again a little bit, but I think they'll change things up a little bit with Mike McCarthy calling plays now. You're going to see more of a. Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers style offense. But what is he like a West Coast kind of guy where he runs a lot yeah. of double slants and stuff and yeah. that kind of stuff. So I, I think it's going to be a big change. And I think they're going to have just as good of an offense, probably more productive than you've seen in recent years. Yeah. And I think it's due to, you know, the injuries that we saw with Michael Gallup and stuff last year, you know, yeah. it also was a good decision to, to get us at another talented receiver in there just in case you know we see Gallup go down again or you know maybe CD Lamb gets injured this coming year who knows so it was it was, it was good. Yeah. 
Uh, hopefully not. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. But you know, it, it I'll was cry. A good, it was a good, uh, a good decision to you know sign a guy or trade for a guy like that. You know, for for reasons of injuries and, and you know and talent. Uh, and one thing we didn't have on the list that I know we didn't go over was St- uh, Stefan Gilmore as well. Yeah. Um, that was also a huge pickup from Dallas. So, you know, well, we talked, we talked about that last week. Oh, uh, did we? Yeah. You got traded. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For the fifth round pick. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah we did yeah, talk about right. that last week. For some reason, I'm thinking that happened after the Brandon Cooks trade. No, nah, I'm before. all out of wax, but, uh, wow. I nearly fell over after both of those, especially the Cooks one. I was like, what? This yeah, is they, not the normal Dallas. Yeah. I think it's Eagles, Eagles fault. Uh, you know what I mean? They really lit a fire into their ass, and I thought that would only happen if Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But they really, uh, like I said last, uh, you're right, because this is what I said last week. Eagles and Rams, they've been playing, aggr- they played their seasons aggressive, their Super Bowl seasons aggressive. And I mean, regardless if Eagles won or not, they still made it. And, you know, it was due to their free agency play. That was a big part, you know, getting A.J. Brown and yeah. all those guys and Slay. And that was, that was huge. So. We'll see. I like it. We'll see. Maybe they'll get lucky. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, like I said, they're going to have a pretty good receiving core. All right. The last topic we're going to touch on before we get into our state of the franchise here. Um, So multiple reports are stating now that Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is ready to move on from Baltimore. Um, And his reps, you know, whoever that may be, I know he doesn't have an agent, but his representatives (laughs) have began contacting other teams um, you know, and we talked about, you know, anybody that wants to get Lamar now because of, you know, the franchise tag that Baltimore put on them, they're going to have to divvy up two first round picks to Baltimore. So does anybody, you think anybody pays this price for Lamar? You know, I know they said he's contacting other teams now, but I just don't see it happening. <sighs> I see so many teams in the mix. I see uh, Panthers. I see. I don't know. I just see a bunch of teams and, you know, it kind of makes sense. Like it all depends on like these low picking, these teams that are picking first round, you know, top five for obviously going for a quarterback. If they don't think they're going to get the quarterback they want. Yeah. I, I guess it's worth it, but you know, you're putting all your, you're putting all your money to the pot on a guy that kind of only really had, one really good season. And then other than that, he's just been like a kind of a playoff choke. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I think we're not, I don't think we're going to see anything happen with him before the draft, just because there's so many quarterbacks in the draft that are expected to go high first round, early second round. Um, so I think we won't see a move on Lamar until after the draft, you know, maybe to a team that didn't get the quarterback that they wanted. Um, you know, Quarterbacks, our teams that are going to need quarterbacks like the Texans, the Colts, um, you know, teams like that, they're probably going to get their guy first round. San Fran. San Francisco, maybe. Who knows? Because I also seen that the that's a that's a good one because I've seen the the surgeries for uh, what's his face? Purdy. Brock Purdy, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not going so well, the inflammation and everything. And um, they just keep pushing the timeline out. So Yeah, but do you, I mean, do you really think that they would – trade two first round picks away from Lamar Jackson when they have Trey Lance. I know, you're right. And, and they, they are just, obsessed with Trey Lance, but and they I just mean, signed Sam Darnold too. They, yeah. 
they're just a team that seems to, to me, it comes off like they're ready now. So whatever that means for now and not the future, they're ready to win. Now. I mean, they're so close every year. Yeah. I mean, they, I'm not saying that they won't. I mean, we've seen crazier stuff happen in the NFL. What I'm saying, when you got, you know, a guy like Trey Lance that Kyle Shanahan's been pretty much standing on the table screaming to, uh, you know, to the mountains about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and they got a guy like Purdy who, <laughs> who, you know, the only game he lost last year was the NFC championship game as a starter, uh, you know, and they just, like I said, they just signed Darnold. So I highly doubt that they'll give up two first round picks to pay. Yeah, I highly doubt it too, but it does, it would have made a lot of sense if they didn't sign Darnold, but now right. them signing Darnold to kind of pushes you away from thinking they would do such a thing. But you know, I don't know because uh, Trey Lance. Maybe they just don't have. They lost complete confidence in him. I mean, it didn't take much, and for Brock Purdy to, you know, take over Trey Lance's spot. Yeah, I mean, he came in and did a pretty good job. So, I mean, maybe they're not so high on the horse for Trey Lance anymore. But I mean, like I said, I if it happens where Lamar goes to San Francisco, like I said, I'm not going to be shocked because I've seen crazy things happen in this league. Uh, but I, I just don't see it happening. Are you big on Lamar? Uh, I am not. I'm not um, either. I, I'm not a I big. Mean, we're both not big run first, right? Quarterback yeah. type guys. We've talked about um, that, yeah. But I think with Lamar, I think as we talked about before, and uh, where I give Jalen props is, like I've said before, is Jalen's worked on his arm accuracy and everything, and Lamar just just. Does he seem careless when it comes to that? He does. I was just going to say that. He seems like he doesn't care. And maybe yeah. it's because he's, you know, fed up with Baltimore and he's trying to get the hell out of there. But I guess. I mean. But it's a business. You always want to keep right. yourself. It's a, You're always on, yeah. you know what I mean? You're always trying to up your resume. You know what I mean? And I, I wouldn't let a team, you know, your employer get in the way of making your resume look even better than what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, I've we've seen. I, I mean, I've I've seen reports that you know New England's interested in him. I mean, there's going to be even after the draft, there's still going to be a, a few teams that are going to oh, yeah. be looking for a quarterback. It's so go on for a while. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't expect this Lamar. Like I said, I don't expect anything to happen before the draft. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with Lamar, but you know, he definitely expressed expressed his interest that he does not want to be in Baltimore next year. I think there's. So many red flags, and I think these GMs are seeing that, and that's why he's not got any significant offers. You know what I mean? We would have heard about something. Yeah, and it's kind of like uh, I hate to say it, like a Johnny Manziel type situation yeah. where he yeah. just went out and partied, and you know, it seemed like he's not saying that Lamar's <laughs> out there. partying, yeah. Yeah, but it seems like he's kind of got that careless attitude. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I expected things from him, uh, better things from him, especially after his MVP year. Um, you know, and like we've we've seen, you know, glimpses of you know good play this year, but you know, with injuries and whatnot, it's you know hard to gauge a quarterback that doesn't play a full season because you don't know what could have been this year. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and we'll keep everybody posted on the Lamar situation if he does happen to get traded or. You know anything like that? And I'm definitely not doing a long, long-term deal. Like, uh, obviously, not a Mahomes deal. No, not even a five-year. At most, I'm doing f- four years. But I'd rather I'd feel more comfortable with a a three-year deal at most, just because of 
the style of quarterback he is. Yeah, that style and, is very prone to injury. And he doesn't get down. Like, Jalen at least gets out of the way and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Trey, uh, who else am I thinking of? Oh, um, Chicago. Uh, what's Justin Fields. Justin Fields. He just seems more – maybe I maybe I haven't watched a complete, you know, entire season of Justin Fields where, the way I've watched Lamar because he's been in the, in the, season, in the game but, longer. But – all all of those quarterbacks so that you just listed, the one thing that they have, yeah. yeah, one thing they have in common is injury. Even you know, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. Kyler Murray, there's another you one. Know, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, all those quarterbacks that are you know, have that, that run style, they all always get injured. It's so I don't like it. Yeah. 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 I, I just feel like uh long-term deals will never be done with those type of quarterbacks, and that's for yeah. a good reason. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll see a long-term deal get done with Jalen. Uh, you know, when his contract is up, they're going to give him a long-term extension, but, you know, uh, I don't necessarily see it happening for any – and I was just shocked when Kyler Murray got his extension because I haven't seen – I haven't seen it. regretting that. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't that's seen that, And that's, that's where I'm at with Jalen. It's like, okay, you've seen – he didn't start, what, 2020 or 21, 2020? His first he, his rookie year, yeah. So 21. Yeah. Was it 21? Yeah. No, no, it was 20. No, 20, 20, yeah. Yeah, 20. So he didn't start 20. He sat behind Wentz. Then 21, uh, he started, and it was kind of a piss-poor year. 22, he started, had a better season, got hurt, but still took his team to the Super Bowl. So now it's like, I need to see more. I need to see at least one more year and see if you can, you know, repeat that. Or is it going to be like a Cam Newton one hit wonder? Nah, Cam Newton wasn't a one hit wonder. <laughs> yes, he was. Speak, speaking of him, are you buying this whole no showcase? Did you thing? watch it? Did you watch I, it? I, I saw some of it. I don't like those things. Like, I you can see that high school kids do that on TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he. I don't know because I'm a huge Cam Newton fan. I always have been, you know. I, I think, know you have. Uh, I I think he can still maybe not be a starter. Ever since his shoulder injury, it didn't look. Yeah, like he was that good. I, I mean, ever since they lost that Super Bowl, you know, he kind of yeah. slowly One started. Hit. Yeah, he slowly started to you know decline, uh, and you know we've seen less and less uh, production out of him. But I think he can still be. A, at least a decent backup somewhere. And like, not, I mean, even going to like Washington, you know, their only quarterback on their roster right now is Sam Howell. So I think, you know, maybe Cam. I think Newton- we've seen enough of it. I think we've just. I think we've. Seen <laughs> I want to see more of him. <laughs> no, I think we're time. No, I want to see more. To close that chapter, that book, uh, and start fresh with a uh, yeah. new new yeah. round of quarterbacks. Washington, if you're listening, Ron Rivera signed Cam <laughs> Newton. <laughs> <laughs> he'd rather sign somebody like Carson Wentz or let, <laughs> no, Taylor, he- let Taylor Heineke go. They already tried that Carson Wentz experiment and it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, that, that was real intelligent. Yeah. I, mean, can't, I like Cam Newton. I think he's, like I said, he could still be a solid backup for a team somewhere in this league. He always seems like he's a guy that has that one great game and you're like, yeah, he's he could definitely be a starter. Then he, he's playing <laughs> yeah. like, all right. Yeah. It's time to move on. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I I don't expect anybody to sign him. I think no. this is going to be another Colin Kaepernick, a Colin Kaepernick situation where oh, he, keeps, he keeps doing these 
fucking workouts. Please, no. Yeah. Whatever happened to Colin, though? I don't know. Just gave he, him up? He, he does, like, a workout for teams, Thanks, like, Colin. every year. And, <laughs> and no one signs him. It's just, oh my god, it's ridiculous. I don't get involved in that kind of stuff because it's you know it's like race baiting and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, he wasn't that good in the NFL. I mean, he had a year or two where he did pretty well, but uh, it's not anything you're going to watch at one of those those. What do they call them? Pro day? What do they call those things? Pro days, yeah, for college kids. They're going to be like, wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, wow. Did like, you see him hit that open water receiver? No yeah, one was covering him. <laughs> no one's cover. No one's rushing the quarterback. Yeah. You know that that was Cam yeah. Newton's video. It's like That's what, this is embarrassing. I, uh I I can't remember who what quarterback it was, but they were showing like highlights from his pro day and it yeah. said he was he he was like fifty seven of sixty. I was like there's no one covering the wide receiver. <laughs> I don't how understand. Did, how, did he, how did he throw three incompletions? <laughs> I just don't get. Yeah, that the and the receivers they pick. So like, if the receiver drops it, does it go on the quarterback? <laughs> yeah, I have I no idea. So dumb. I don't know either. Yeah, it's weird. I would never grade a quarterback like that. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our state of the franchise uh, real quick here. Uh, to end the show tonight, we'll get into this segment. Um, we're going to start off with the seventh. Uh, well, it would have been the seventh overall pick for the Raiders. Um, they finished their season at six and eleven, which was third in the AFC West. Um, just some offensive statistics, real quick for you guys. Um, they were thirteenth in the league with points per game at twenty three point two. They were twelfth in the league at yards per game with three hundred fifty two point five. Um, and those yards per game, uh, out of that, they were 17th with rushing yards with 121.1 per game. Passing yards, they were 11th with 231.4 per game. And then third down proficiency, they converted on 39.9% of third downs, which was 16th in the league. Fourth down conversion percentage, they were ninth in the league at 5417 And then their red zone scoring percentage was 48.94, which was 26th in the league. So, you know, a couple of these categories, they were, you know, top 15, um, but, you know, still was not good enough for them to finish with a winning record. Like I said, they were 6th and 11. Um, didn't really wow me too much. Uh, defense was obviously their their Achilles heel this year. Um, <laughs> how did they do on defense? <laughs> Is that what you think? Yeah. Um, all their total defense, uh, they were 27th um, with – 365, uh, that's yards, opponent yards per game. And uh, let's see, their rush yards per game on defense, they were 19th, um, super clutch, 122 yards per game. And uh, even better, their passing yards per game allowed uh, was 29th at 242 yards per game. So they were uh, super efficient, like you said. I don't know where you came up with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, super efficient. Um, and, you know, and the weird thing is, too, like they have some pretty good players on defense, like defensive ends coming yeah. back this coming year, uh, Max Crosby, uh, Chandler Jones. Um, so, that you know, they have pretty good defensive ends. Uh, also coming back next year, a big one was going to be wide receiver Devontae Adams, um, you know, running back Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, 
wide receiver Josh Renfro, and then they just signed Jimmy G to that three-year deal. So, you know, the offense, uh, you know, and I was looking at statistics uh, comparing Jimmy G and Derek Carr, um, and it's nothing that blows Derek Carr out of the water, but, you know, Jimmy G was slightly better, uh, you know, in his career statistics than Derek Carr was. So, you know, they definitely – I would say slightly upgraded at the, the quarterback position. So it might translate into some wins uh, this coming year, but, you know, they definitely have a lot of team needs. You know, the biggest needs right now are defensive back, safety, linebacker, and then O-line, uh, you know, so they definitely need some help on that, you know, defensive side of the ball, you know, and that could help them, you know, win a lot more than six games next year. Yeah. And, uh, on defense, you know they allowed a sixty-six percent red zone scoring percentage. Wow, That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they need to figure that situation out. Um, and then the completions percentage is sixty-seven percent. That's pretty pretty poor on defense as well. So they have a lot to figure out to do. I think, like you said, Jimmy G will definitely be an upgrade from Carr. Um, he's just more efficient. He's less likely to turn it over, and that's his biggest pro. Um, I, I think they'll get somewhere with them, but, uh, you know, they still have Devonte Adams. That's huge for, uh, for Jimmy G. Yeah. Um, it's, but they got rid of Waller. So yeah, it's kind of, that's kind of a, I, I wish they would have kept him. Um, that would have definitely helped having that safety blanket. He's a big, big guy, big tight end. So yeah, we'll see. I don't expect much out of them this year. Um, like you said, they have way too many gaps to fill in. So I don't think you're going to be able to do that this season. Um, so over the next couple seasons, we'll see where they're at with Jimmy G and hopefully it sticks and, you know, they can, I mean, they, I don't expect much out of Denver as well. Yeah. So they should stay right around them. And then you have Kansas city and chargers, yeah. you know, that's Mahomes and Herbert. So I don't think I'm being better than those two teams. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them doing any better than they did, you know, this past year. You know, third place, maybe give the Chargers a run for their money. Uh, but as far as the AFC West, so. as far as the AFC West, you know, that's definitely the Chiefs' division. You know, there's no way they're giving that up to the Raiders. Yeah, and that sucks for Herbert because he's such a good quarterback, but he's got to play in the same def- damn division as the best quarterback to possibly someday ever play the game. So yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. We'll see. I don't see them. Like I said, I don't see them doing better than third place in the division again this year, even with uh, all-star Jimmy G on their team. So yeah, I call him all-star, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So then we're going to move right along to the team with, with the eighth overall pick would be the Atlanta Falcons. They finish seven and 10, which was last place in the NFC South. Some of their offensive statistics, uh, their points per game, they were 15th in the league with 21.5 points a game. Yards per game, they were 24th in the league with 318.6. Rushing yards per game, they were second in the league in rushing yards per game with 159.9. But then they were 31st in the league with passing yards per game at 158.8. Third down percentage, they were 41.84, which was ninth in the league. Fourth down conversion, they were 50%, which was 16th in the league. And then their red zone scoring percent was 14th in the league at 55.56. So 
So they had one of the better rushing attacks in the league, but then again, they were almost dead last with passing yards per game. So now I know uh, they did sign Taylor Heineke, and they have Desmond Ritter coming back. I don't really see either one of those guys significantly (laughs) making that passing offense better. Um, But how did they look uh, defensively this past year? Absolutely terrible. Um, (laughs) Total defense, they're 26 in the league, uh, allowing 362 yards um, per game to their opponent. Um, Rushing yards per game, they are 23rd, 130 yards allowed per game. And uh, 25th in yards uh, per passes against their opponent um, with 231 yards per game. And then uh, red score, red zone scoring, they allowed 55% on the year. And uh, completion percentage, they're right around 66%. So a little bit better than our last uh, team we just went over, but, you know, nothing special. They're a little bit better, definitely better in the red zone than um, the Raiders we had just talked about. But still a lot of improvements needed. Yeah, I mean, they're, some of their team needs. Uh, wide receiver is a big one. Uh, they were definitely hurt oh, yeah. this past year with the, the Calvin Ridley suspension, but then they ended up trading him to Jacksonville anyways. So they're def- they're not going to have him coming back. So they're definitely going to need help with wide receiver. Yeah, what uh, do they got, Russell Gage? Yeah, they uh, Cordero Patterson too. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a hybrid running back, wide receiver type. Um, but yeah, they would you say you know, you know, they need wide receiver and O-line help, but would you say, even with the addition of Taylor Heineke, uh, would you say that the quarterback is in need of theirs as well? I mean, what are we picking here? What, eighth? Eighth, we? yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless you're trading up, which you're probably not at this point. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, you're going to probably roll with Heineke unless you got something under your sleeve. So, unfortunately, that's maybe they've seen something. And, you know, Heineke's not bad. He's a huge improvement over Carson Wentz. I don't know why they kept flip-flopping. Um, he's mobile. He has some spirit in him. He sounds like a good leader. Um, he's not the worst quarterback. Uh, he wouldn't be the worst starter in the league. I'll tell you no. that. So, yeah, definitely um, not. So maybe it's worth a shot. I mean, what they signed Taylor Haneke for? Was it like two years? Two years, 20-something million, yeah. So to me, that's saying he's going to start. Yeah. I mean, you're getting well, I mean, in the teens. He's definitely the better, you know, option over you know Desmond Ritter, the guy that was started yeah. at the end of last year. So, uh, but you know, they're taking they're they're picking eighth. Um, you know, and there's a you know the the Raiders are ahead of them. They're definitely not taking a quarterback. Um, and you got you know at least uh, from the mock drafts I've seen, there's at least four quarterbacks predicted to go in the first round so one might fall to them uh who knows and you know we've got uh about a month until the draft so they they could end up trading up a couple spots to try and get a quarterback too uh mm-hmm. but i think for as for right now you know they're they're going to be rolling with taylor heineke as their starter and like i said they got uh cordero patterson coming back uh you know they're also kyle gonna, pitts kyle pitts their tight end is going to be coming back you know, and, and two big uh, key pieces of that offensive line, uh, offensive guard Chris Lindstrom and offensive tackle Jake Matthews. You know, they're they're two big key pieces as well. So, I mean, they've they've got a team here. You know, they just have 
to rebuild. Like I said, they're going to need to get some defensive help. They're going to need wide receiver help, uh, you know, and they're going to need to fill in a couple pieces on the offensive line. But, you know, if they're able to figure things out, they can, you know, win. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities to say that they could win this division. I mean, because this is probably the worst division in, in football. Yeah. Um, you know, you had the winner of this division, the Bucks last year didn't even have a winning record. They finished at eight and nine. Um, and the Falcons finished at seven and ten. So they were in last place in their division, but one game out of first place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh and don't forget they had that Taylor how do you say his last name? Algier. Oh yeah, the running, running back. back. Yeah. yeah. That's probably gonna be their 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 R B one. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Cardell Patterson, he's He's so he's such a Swiss Army knife. I don't. Yeah. They used him so well in 2021, and then 2022. I know because I had him in my uh, on my uh, fantasy team. And then 2022, it's just like they just they didn't use him the same, and I don't understand why because he's such a gadget guy. Um, he can go out wide. He can just be your running back. You know, it looks like I don't know. He looks like a mix between like almost. Like Derrick Henry and uh, uh, what's the guy at Saints? I always forget his name. Alvin Kamara. Kamara, yeah, yeah, Alvin Kamara. He's like a like a hybrid between those two. It's kind of weird, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they could be a decent team. I just just don't see much. Like you said, though, they were one game out. So yeah, well, that's so <laughs> weird. Last place in the division, but one game out of first place. It's so weird. Yeah, like I said, it, it, anybody could. I don't see them really doing any better than. I mean, yeah, but Carolina is going to be – they're pretty stacked this year, or they're yeah. getting stacked, and they have the number one overall pick too. Yeah, but Tampa Bay, they're – I don't – they just signed Baker Mayfield. No. So, you know, I don't really see them, you know, winning that division again. So uh, I think they're going to fight with Atlanta for that third spot. Yeah, 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 I agree. I, I think it's going to be – Tampa Bay and Atlanta at the bottom, and yeah. somehow Saints, Saints and Carolina are going to fight, and it's probably going to be Carolina off top. Probably either them or the Saints. I, I could be winning that division. Yeah, yeah we'll see. It's going to be an interesting year, like it is always. Yeah, it sure is. Takes oh. the first uh, quarter until you get used to who's on what team and yeah. uh, what team looks decent, and you know what I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of big off-season moves happening, so we'll see. One of the bigger, uh, more aggressive off-seasons. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. That is going to be it for another edition of Late Hit for you. Uh, thank you for joining us all. You know, We'll get back to you guys next week with some big news from the, the week ahead, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. You can follow us on Twitter at Late Hit PFR. Matt is at Matt PFR, and I am at T underscore Luddy. So follow us, like, listen, comment, subscribe. We'd love to hear your feedback, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Do you write that down, or do you? Uh, I haven't memorized. Stuff? I haven't oh, yeah. memorized. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we'll hear some Aaron Rodgers news next week. Hopefully, so yeah. thanks, that'll guys. That'll be exciting. Yep. See ya. <laughs>